Okay, welcome back to part three of CIOs and Bowties. This is Greg Fieldman, your Chief Investment Officer. On the line, I have Marshall Miner, a veteran uh, Chief Financial Officer in the cannabis space. He's been uh, detailing to us how to go about structuring the business and how it gets, uh, uh, let's say, caught within certain internal revenue code rules, specifically a rule we're talking about is called 280E regarding the deductibility of operating expenses for uh, non-federally legal businesses. Wow, that's a bit of a mouthful. Okay, Marshall, um, so you told us about you know, structuring uh, for 280E. Uh, what are some of the other challenges that uh, you deal with that are unique in the cannabis business? One that certainly comes to mind is banking and cash, but, but perhaps there's a few more that you could raise for our, our listeners. I mean, obviously, banking is, is, I think, one of the biggest issues in dealing with cash. Um, you know, I think another thing is just just general business. I mean, a lot of times you will work with vendors that uh, can't work with cannabis companies. Um, uh, you can't. Uh, there's a lot of vendors out there that, for example, trying to find a, a CPA that will do it, you know, like a big four firm that will do your audit. Uh, they're kind of precluded from doing your audit or your re- review, uh, you know, as we're companies are trying to go public or, or raise capital. Um, uh, you know, the vendors such as uh, HR and payroll, uh, you can't use an ADP. Um, there's there are cannabis specific payroll companies that you know are, are coming into foray, but you know, just just running payroll is difficult. Credit cards, uh, it's difficult to purchase things, uh, you know, just even non-cannabis things without a credit card. Uh, so can't even uh, necessarily get a credit card for your for your companies. Um, sometimes it's very hard to uh, qualify for financing if you want to buy a fleet for delivery drivers uh, or your delivery vans. So a lot of these things that we take for granted as kind of entrepreneurs and business people, you kind of have to tiptoe around uh, even beyond banking, just your normal day-to-day operations. It's just sometimes you just find vendors and, and, and suppliers that just won't work with you because you are a cannabis company. So what, what do you use for your clients regarding banking uh, facilities? Do you use kind of local credit banking unions or how do you think, or just cash? Um, no, I mean, what I do is I, I typically, Typically from a bank, you know, I, I think any cannabis company out there, I think your your primary thing you need to do is get a bank account, um, you know, establish yourself. There are, depending on the jurisdiction you're in, uh, there are local credit unions that work with, with cannabis companies. Um, there's a couple other larger institutions um, that, you know, are, are offering banking services or banking-like services. Uh, they're not necessarily banks, but kind of a kind of a, a front end for for kind of other banks. Uh, some of these, ex- you know, some of these, unfortunately, banking solutions can be expensive. They charge sometimes they charge on a one uh, to two percent on your deposits, any cash deposits you put in the door. Wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. Some of them have exorbitant exorbitant um, diligence fees. You know five, 10 grand just to even go through the diligence process of opening a bank account. Some very have high monthly fees just to you know maintain the bank account. Um, so I mean, the, these are, you know, unfortunately issues that we're gonna work, work through until uh, we have some sort of either a, a banking act or it, we have a federally legalization of cannabis. But 
Um, if you're a growing company uh, and you want to take on uh, institutional capital or eventually go public or want to be acquired by uh, some other MSO, multi-state operator, or, or eventually some other you know, company that wants to invest in the cannabis space, you have to have review and reviewed and audited financials. And a lot of times when yeah. you, know, you deal with like having a review, having an audit, it makes it a lot easier to go through that process, having a bank account. Um, you know, a lot, a, lot, a lot of CPA firms won't touch you if, if all your money is just straight cash. Um, and a lot of investors won't, in, you know, invest with you if you're just straight cash. It's just difficult for their investor base to to back a company that doesn't have a, a bank account. Um, so I just implore that uh, if you are a cannabis company that doesn't have access to banking, that that's kind of one of your highest priorities to get done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely familiar with the financing side of the business and how difficult that is. Um, as I've seen, you know, as as we've helped investors uh, invest in the debt side of the business, and there's just such juicy returns available for debt investors. I guess primarily because of the um, this this um, and, uh, can I call it anomaly? This arbitrage that that you're talking about. So. You know, everyone's got an opinion, so I grant you that, and, and I probably know uh, just just as much or less than you do. But what's your sense as you kind of ply your trade uh, on on the, the federal legality side of things? And you know, what happens? Does does it become federally legal, and then all of this cottage industry kind of just falls away as everything becomes mainstream, or is it a piecemeal uh, process? So I'm just curious. You know, given your vantage point, what you see happening uh, on the on the regulatory side. I mean, obviously, you know, with uh, four more states, you know, legalizing uh, with uh, the kind of the selection, uh, you know, we have a bulk of our states now that are legalized from you know medicinal and recreational perspective. So it's just a matter of time where you know almost all the states will be legalized from a state level perspective. Um, I do think, you know, depending on the uh, political environment, you know, who, who knows what's going to go on over the next few weeks, but I do believe with the political, the current political climate, we are, um, I think, making great progress or, or kind of stepping in the right direction to get a federal legalization of cannabis. Uh, with that being said, uh, when that happens, not if, but when that happens, um, you know, obviously banking will be one of the biggest things that will be a benefit from the legalization, which will, I would say, legitimize uh, the industry a lot more. Um, so that's that's when true institutional money can come into the industry. Uh, you'll have, you know, beverage companies, um, other C, you know, consumer product companies come invest into cannabis. I mean, it, it, and also just just investors, just just you know, they, they want a return, and you know, cannabis is a is a high growth industry. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know the, the, the market, the true market okay. size of it. So very attractive, right? Yeah, and, and the international side as well, of course. So, you, do you think? Um, a lot of the expenses that you go through to, you know, structure things to accommodate a 280E uh, and a lot of the, uh, I guess you said, you know, a lot of the upfront fees you pay institutions just to simply bank cash with them. Uh, do you see that just going away 
or do you see, uh, I guess, more efficient industry coming out of it? I'm just curious what, you know, is this kind of a big bang event or just more of this, you know, five states here, five states there, and then all of a sudden we realize the whole of the United States is actually legal from a state perspective? I think, I don't think overnight, you know, we'll, we'll see a a change. I think it'll be a gradual shift. There'll be some, some states or cluster of states that will, um, will work together because, you know, the, the scenario of, you know, crossing, crossing state lines, for example. Um, Yeah. But I do, but I do think from a, let's just even from a banking perspective, um, you know, it'll take some of the big boys, the Bank of America's, Wells Fargo's of the world. It'll take them a while to get on, you know, up to speed because obviously there there is a certain level of diligence and compliance when it comes to uh, banking the cannabis industry. You know, I'll, I'll take gaming for example. Not every not every bank will openly bank gaming companies, and you know that's a that's been a legalized business for you know, a significantly long time. So, um, you know, the gaming industry is still kind of goes through that somewhat as well. Um, but, you know, there is a lot of capital on the sidelines that's ready to invest in, into cannabis and the, you know, the, the path to kind of it, to get that institutional capital is that we have to have um, clear and transparent banking uh, availability to, uh, cannabis and the cannabis industry and cannabis companies to bank with these companies, you know, have to have, you know, the accounting, the, the accounting infrastructure, the compliance infrastructure, legal infrastructure, all put right. into place um, so that they are technically a real company. And I think, you know, a lot of investors are a little hesitant to, you know, invest in the industry because there necessarily isn't a lot of professionals uh, or I would say corporate in a lot of these cannabis companies mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah. that so that's a fear that kind of has to be you know um overcome itself as well right yeah look i've i've been uh around the business since probably about 2012 i would say and yeah, it's come a long way towards uh professionalization and institutionalization um interesting today i haven't heard uh the word covid mentioned once in all of the media which I think is quite quite funny, given you know where we've come. I certainly know from um, the companies that I'm aware of that it's actually been a, a bonanza time in, in the cannabis space, uh, with you know lo- first of all lockdowns and then essential businesses and the like. And then of course we've had uh, you know gobs and gobs of stimulus uh, coming out, which has created deficits everywhere. And so uh, you know how, how do you how do you make that de- deficits? Well, you finance them or you tax. Right. And so uh, I don't see the tax, you know, the juicy tax revenue stream uh, that cannabis is availing states to um, going to be turned off any anytime soon. So, uh, Marshall, listen, thank you very much for, for coming on board. Uh, I'll give you a last chance to, to respond. Um, you know, if you uh, folks, if, if you if you're involved in the business, uh, you realize that we're at this fulcrum point where you st- you need to start really focusing on quality institutionalization policies and procedures in your business. I highly recommend that you, uh, you speak to Marshall. I'll put his uh, contact details down on the, uh, on the body of, of this webinar. And um, you can certainly speak to him and he can, he can lead you in the right direction. So Marshall, thanks for coming on board, CIOs. Uh, let me give you the, the, the microphone is yours uh, just to any final comments that you have. 
Oh, no, thanks, Greg. I really appreciate that. I, pre I appreciate this conversation. Um, you know, for any anyone listening, uh, I think that this industry is, is a very unique industry where we're in a very unique time. Um, I know a lot of institutional investors are, are ready to invest in the industry, and I think it, it's, it's the time. Um, the I think a lot of the bad investments have been weeded out. Uh, there are a lot of great operators out there and a lot of great operators that want to marry themselves with with the right capital partner. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's professionals like myself that, you know, ha have come from the kind of Wall Street world and uh, kind of helping these these companies legitimize and, and kind of grow. Um, so great companies, great management teams out there. Uh, I think there's plenty of opportunity and uh, can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time today. Thank you.